Yeah, you say it's going to be fast, and it always happens, and then you're going to spend 45 minutes talking about whatever you did Friday night and Saturday morning after getting through the first 30 hours and 20 minutes. And then it'll be like midnight on Friday, and you'll go into like some 30-minute story of whatever you were doing in Shrop. Which is nothing. Right. That's how these go. The days just get longer and longer as the trip reports go on. Howdy, it's Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, and this is episode 208 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. So before we begin, we want to mention something that we did not mention last episode, but unfortunately, we got the news a couple weeks ago that Mike Cunningham, who is someone that was well-known, I think, around the gambling podcast community and, and someone that was definitely a huge person to help us kind of figure out how we want to do things uh here at do for a win uh he passed away unexpectedly on on july 3rd so i don't know you have any thoughts about mike craig yeah i mean he was just really active in all the facebook groups he mm. seemed to be always around any conversation about any podcast and yeah like you said very early on in us starting out he was like one of the very first people to let us know that he was listening and have suggestions and and email us yeah so Definitely will be missed and, and very surprising news to get. So just for us, like he's he's one of the main people who kind of had us set up the Facebook group. I think he was someone that was pushing for that. Um, I think we, we used to joke quite a lot that, you know, he was someone that was so important to us and we like weren't sure we were ever going to meet him because we kept just missing him at stuff over and over again. But luckily we did get a chance to meet him, what, maybe two years ago, something like that. I think it was more than that. A year ago. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do some some fact checking after the episode. But it's it's definitely a, a big shame, and he was someone that was definitely very important for us. So we will miss him. Yep. So we went to Atlantic City. We did. So that did happen. It worked out. There was some <laughs> there question was some, marks. some question for me that, that even the day of. But, yeah, like uh, multiple it all got times. It was one of those trips where it seemed like it was just potential pitfall after potential pitfall. Yeah. So to give some background real quick, yeah, I ended up feeling bad kind of the Monday, a week before the trip or whatever. The trip's on a Thursday, uh, which would have made day 10, the Thursday of the trip. Tested positive for COVID Tuesday, but then luckily by the weekend, I was already testing negative again. And that wasn't a big deal, but it was definitely a concern at first. And then after that, uh, the morning of the trip, I tried to drop my older son off at his kind of summer camp. And they just had a handwritten sign on the door that says it's unexpectedly closed and they will reach out to us when it reopens so that was a thing so you know my wife was at work so i was just kind of gonna be stuck until you know i figured out childcare for him luckily they ended up opening just two two and a half hours late so i guess that was good i could drop him off so i ended up getting into ac probably a couple hours after i wanted to but uh, how was the morning for you did you end up waiting because you you knew i was going to be getting in late yeah, it, it made it less of a rush. I actually, the night before, had moved my reservation a little later just because I figured I would get some stuff done in the morning. Ended up going and eating a donut and yeah. having a coffee and then going and getting, getting some stuff car. done. Yeah, that's the stuff <laughs> I wanted to get done. And then, yeah, hopped in the car around 11 something. I think I got there right around two. Yeah. And didn't end up beating you by that much. 
I got in at 2.30 uh, because traffic was, was quite bad. So it was a five-hour door-to-door without really... I mean, I stopped to pee and get McDonald's or something, but I didn't actually have any, any full stops and it was five hours. So 95 was, was horrible. I had no such issues. Yeah. So I got in. I went to Ocean. Actually, before I got there, I stopped at a rest stop. I don't know. It was maybe an hour away or a little less. Mm-hmm. And I had the thing on my phone saying you could go ahead and check in on the website for Ocean. Yep. I guess that's an update. As I stayed at Ocean, I think last time we talked, I had Tropicana booked for both nights. So I stayed at Ocean Thursday night and I had the thing saying I could check in. And one cool thing is it lets you pick your room. So it tells you what rooms are going to be available at your estimated time of check-in. So I just said three o'clock, the earliest possible check-in and was able to pick a room on the highest floor I could get at that time, which was the 21st floor. And then it said like, don't show up before 3 p.m. Like check-in is at 3 p.m. You can't get in. Mm-hmm. So I got there at like 2.10, and by the time I had gotten my stuff out of my car and everything, there's a little button that says, I'm here on the website. So I was like, let's just click that and see what it says. And it was like, it is not 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so then there was nobody in line at the desk, so I just waltzed up to the desk, and I was like, hey, I did pre-check-in, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, we just need your ID. Here's your key cards. Your room's ready. So they let me in. I didn't have to pay the $30 early check-in fee or mm-hmm. anything, so... That's a recommendation for anybody who is checking in at Ocean. I know that sometimes the check-in line can get insanely long there. I don't think it lets you avoid the check-in line in any way, yeah. which is kind of silly. I've but definitely had some some awful experiences with the Ocean check-in line. Yeah, but I kind of lucked out on this one. Went up to my room on the 21st floor. It's very nice. It is getting a little dated, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, the rooms are obviously gorgeous, and the views are amazing, but... The furniture and stuff was looking a little beat up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but otherwise, very, very nice room. I was perfectly happy with it. So h- how was your hard rock room? So I guess before that, my check-in experience was actually quite good. I got there and the line appeared to be absolutely insane at check-in, but it took literally less than five minutes probably for me to get through it because I legitimately think that Hard Rock probably had 15 desks with people manning it. So the line went so fast. I got checked right in. My room was very nice. I was in the North Tower. I had not stayed in the North Tower for quite a while. It may have only been once before that I did. It was legitimately very nice. I have no complaints at all about the room. I was in a corner, so oh, nice. it, was, it was great. Comped room? Yeah, comped Thursday night. Yeah, I always like the Hard Rock rooms. I agree. Mm-hmm. The Hard Rock check-in, they've always got a ton of people there. Like, it's very efficient, I feel like. Oh, it was great. And they had someone, other. they had not only 15 desks open, but someone telling people which desk to go to, which is always kind of a nice touch. Borgata, I feel like, usually has a good number of desks open. Yes. Anywhere else, you're taking your chances. Right. Maybe they've got two or three people if you're lucky. <laughs> I think my worst check-in experience has been at Tropicana where I've, they've legitimately had like two people working at desks and like a, you know, 60 person line or whatever. Even the kiosks sometime at Tropicana, the, the lines are just insane. Part of that's mm-hmm. because I feel like half the time the kiosk just tells everybody to go to the desk. Right. But uh, last time I stayed at Tropicana, the kiosk was totally fine and just gave me a key. Just a, you know, spoiler, I used the kiosk to check in and it was totally fine this time. I know last time we tried to check in, we couldn't because it was like one of those where we were both on the room. So I think you cannot do that on the kiosk. You have to go to the desk. At least you couldn't before. Yeah. So the cat's out of the bag. We did both stay in the same room at Tropicana on Friday night, which also means you stayed on Friday night in case there was any question about that. We need to save that for after the ad break. So we got in. You were at Hard Rock. But yep. I, in my head, were thinking you were at resorts because that's initially where you're you talking exactly about. You knew exactly where I was staying. Yes. 
So I went to resorts, uh-huh. which is past Hard Rock promotion. Uh-huh. And let them know you were alive. Started playing, put my card <laughs> right in a machine, played some video poker, played... For about six minutes. ...a few slots. I ended up there for like half an hour, I think. <laughs> you let them know you were alive. I did let them know I was alive. I played a game called The Amazing Money Machine, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. You said it was indeed The Amazing Money Machine. It was for me. There's like a lot happening. There's like a lot of different bo- bonus possibilities. There's a lot of different like bonusy symbols. So so when you first start, you can't even tell what the bonus is going to be, but you figure mm-hmm. it out pretty quickly. And I put 20 bucks in. I don't think I had a single line hit and I was down to like my last two spins. And then I started getting a bonus like every four spins. And every time I got the bonus, I kept getting like retrigger, retrigger, retrigger. <laughs> and then in the bonus, if you get three of a certain symbol, there's like the jackpot feature at the very end of the bonus. So I got that, I think like three out of the however many times. And none of the jackpots were really big, but they were decent. So that turned into a pretty nice win, a good way to start the trip. Mm-hmm. So then we went to Knife and Fork Happy Hour. We went and grabbed yeah. a cab. An AC taxi. We did. We paid the absolute maximum, which is $13. Yep. Which was cheaper than the Uber. <laughs> the Lyft would have been like 12 something plus tip. It would have been very, very close. You you were saying it was like $14 or something. That was Uber. Then I checked Lyft. Uh, you checked you Lyft always got to check both. It's just like when you're sports betting, you got to check mm-hmm. all the apps. That's why I never bet sports because it's just I don't too many apps to have check. time to check 16 apps to make sure yep, I'm getting right. the, the best odds. It's a great deterrent for gambling. Yeah. So we got to Knife and Fork at like 345, 3.50. There were two people in line. Two guys in line. So. Not a long line, which was nice. It was great. No, it was fantastic. And even even by the time it opened, I think there was still like one or two seats at the bar available. Yes. So you could have even gotten there slightly after four and probably still got the seat. Although the two guys who were there ahead of us did say normally the line is a lot longer than that. Yes. And that yes, on a yes. Friday, it definitely would have been a lot longer than that. We we also have to say, I think we were the youngest people there by 30 years, and we're not terribly young, so... It wasn't 30 years. It might have been 15. 20? No, I don't think so. I don't think the two guys next to us were 60 years old. Come on, man. They were 60. Maybe. Yeah. They were talking about how they lived in Atlantic City in the 60s, and we're talking about it when we were in line. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So, knife and fork, we got... Some sort of crab terrine. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, 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 which was totally different than what I was expecting. It was like sort of lump crab in a... Over avocado. Yeah, uh, over avocado. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Came mm-hmm. with some tortilla chips. Some sort of seemed like they were like house-made tortilla chips. Yep. I don't know if that's true or not. Got some sort of duck leg. Yeah, we did get a duck leg and we got... It was very good. Lobster egg rolls? Mm-hmm. Was that the third Lob- thing? Lobster egg rolls. And we got we got a fourth thing. We got oysters. We did get oysters. I almost forgot. The you forgot about the jalapeno sorbet? Came with a How jalapeno sorbet, and I foolishly ate two of my oysters because it came with an order of six, and we split them. Yep. Without the jalapeno sorbet, and then after eating the third oyster with the jalapeno sorbet, I declared I would never again eat oysters without jalapeno sorbet. Mm. So that's my filter now. When I search for oysters, I will only eat them with a jalapeno it sorbet. It was good. It was very good. Uh, how was your cocktail? It was good. It it was very sweet. It was like a ginger. It had ginger whiskey in it. Oh, and I, I tasted it. It was good. What was it? Lemon and some other stuff. It was very gingery. It was very gingery. It was it was probably sweeter than if you're a real cocktail aficionado. You probably don't want that sweet. Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't double strained, so there was like lice flex on top, which you know, if you're a real cocktail snob, that's a no-no. But you know, <laughs> ignoring all that, it was fine. Not the best cocktail I had on the trip. I will say that. They had Smidix on tap. I like that. I haven't had Smidix in a while. So after your your knife and fork experience, do you feel like you are eager to go back to knife and fork? And here's what I'll say about it. It was very good. It was. I think prices are reasonable with half price apps. I don't think they're fantastic with half price apps necessarily, but the quality is like much higher than the usual sort of slop that I eat. (laughs) I think if you are the type of person who likes really fine dining, I think it is a very good place to go. I am not that kind of person, so I don't feel the need to go back again, no. I don't feel the need to go back for happy hour. Uh, Okay. Just because of the sort of rush of people and, and waiting and stuff. And if I were to go again, I would just make a reservation and go with my wife. And mm. actually eat there. I think it's a very cool atmosphere. It's like obviously 100 plus years old and looks every bit of it and is very cool and interesting inside and outside. I have no desire to do that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think my wife would like it, like it a lot. Go to happy hour with her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she would like the happy hour, but I don't think she would like standing around for 15 She doesn't or like standing minutes. outside in the sun and waiting in line and then like having to elbow people to get to the bar. Yeah, no, she wouldn't be into that. So mm. it would just be reservation time if we did that. I think we were the shortest that anybody sat and stayed at the Knife and Fork Happy Hour because we obviously had places right. to be. We're we got up people. to it. Was, we were there for about an hour, which I do think is probably the record for how short of a stay it was. And then we walked the two blocks to Good Dog Bar, mm-hmm. which is two floors. So there's a bottom floor and a top floor and an outside. Mm-hmm. But there is a bar on the upstairs that I guess yep. had just opened. So we were the only people up there. So we went up there. We were the only people up there when we got there. A few more people showed up later. Somebody did comment on my Twitter picture saying that it looked incredibly dead there, but right. that's mainly because we went up to the top floor right when it opened. That's because probably the guy that sat next to us and is like, yeah, I parked at the PNC bank. I hope that's okay. And they're like, you are going to get towed 100%. <laughs> I didn't hear that. And he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> we each got a beer, right? Yeah. I got a beer from the seed uh-huh. and it was very, very good. In a very small it was a 10-ounce pour, even yeah. though it was like a 5-point-something percent beer. It was not a very strong pour, but it was mm. the happy hour price. It was half price. You know, I got some 8% IPA or whatever. And we got a plate of pulled pork nachos, which I thought were totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. And the bill came to $16 and change, which was quite good. So got to be happy with that. For two legit beers and uh, pulled pork nachos. Yeah, so I would definitely go to Good Dog Bar again. I thought that was very good. It's definitely it out good. of the way. It's not close to anything except for knife and fork. Right. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Or the Atlantic City Hilton. That's true. But it's a neat bar. I thought it was nice. We headed back. Did we do anything before Steel Pier Pub? We must have. No, I don't think so. We walked back up the boardwalk, as I think is normal for these things. I was very drunk. You were slightly less drunk. Yeah. Because you did not drink before happy hour, as always. Right. I was looking in various uh, shops on the way up to see what the cost of bathing suits would be in case we, in case we ended up at the uh, the water park the next day. I just couldn't control yourself and just sprinted straight into the rainforest cafe. I did go and look in the rainforest cafe. It was very crowded in there on a Thursday night. It was even more crowded when I walked by on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Anybody who says that Atlantic City is not a family friendly destination, I have Has to say, not seen the rainforest cafe before the water park. Rainforest Cafe was the hub 
of family destination in Atlantic City. I saw so many families going in and coming out of there. So we questioned how that place stays open. Apparently, they do good business. It was just just packed. Who knew? I mean, we never go in season, really, so yeah. see a lot of that. I have to say, it was very nice to be on the boardwalk in season. Yeah. I mean, it was crowded, of course, which is yeah. the upside and the downside, I guess. It was almost surprising to see everything open on the boardwalk, which I don't normally experience. Yeah, everything was open. Including at, like, 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Stuff, everything was still open. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is what a boardwalk should be, really. So that was nice. I got an RC Cola, not at the Peanut World, at the Schiff's Central Pier dollar store thing. Oh, you didn't get it at a Peanut World? No, they you, only had bottles at Peanut you World. You dragged me into the Peanut World? No, they didn't. I saw cans there. Of RC Cola? Yeah. I saw lots of cans. I didn't see RC Cola. Anyways, Peanut World, by the way, if you need a bathing suit, most of the bathing suits are $13. Uh, Peanut World, they're 10 So mm. keep that in mind. Save $3 if you're going to the water park and forgot your bathing yep. suit. I didn't go to the water park, by the way. I just put that out there right now. <laughs> so uh, we went to the Steel Pier Pub, sat there, each had a beer. Two people showed up, Adam and Matt. Yeah. So was... big props to Adam and Matt for actually coming out. Definitely wonderful seeing some listeners. I was curious if anyone was going to come. But yeah, we had two people show up. So I didn't officially buy anyone a beer because Matt had a water and Adam showed up later and bought his own beer. So I feel a bit bad about that. But mm. next time. So it's not an official meetup. I bought you a beer. <laughs> that's Oh, that's true. Okay, that counts. Good time at the Steel Pier Pub, which, by the way, is no longer just like a trailer that they're serving beers out of. It's now a sort of semi-permanent structure that has sort of like a straw roof. It looks kind of like a tiki bar, although it's not a tiki bar. Right behind that is like some sort of crab shack thing, restaurant. Yeah. The reviews are very bad for that, by the way. It did not look it with, amazing, uh, the crab place, I have to say. So then we went to Hard Rock. We gambled a little bit. Yeah. I believe you went and played tiles. I got up early, kind of before the happy hour ended, because I had to play tiles. Me and my buddy Zach and, and uh, Jeffrey, yeah, we went and played some tiles. How was that? It's extremely nice. I mean, the experience is fantastic at, at Hard Rock. Uh, I did fine. I do have to say, like, the one black eye, because uh, otherwise I did enjoy Hard Rock quite a bit, is there was no drink service in the Asia room. That sucks. Like, we were there for three hours probably and literally a drink person came around once that's insane it was awful what was the table minimum 25 i think oh, that's not bad i still didn't play oh yeah you came you stared it was literally a table that was just three of us so you could have and then you're just like i, I gotta go yep so me dave and adam all went to play some slots and video poker in mm -hmm. the hard rock i think it generally went fine mm -hmm. not great not terrible didn't give all my amazing money machine money back, which is good. Good. Did not play on a card, which I think was smart. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hard Rock is fine. You can order from the machines at the Hard Rock. We did not have the same problem that you had. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. I still like Hard Rock. I wish I could spend more time there. I don't get very good comps there, although I could have gotten a comp room on Thursday, but I decided to stick with Ocean. I came to, to Hard Rock because you had mentioned to me that we were planning to meet up with someone at the Hard Rock after the thing, but that didn't happen, I guess. So yeah, that's you, my fault. You tricked me into I, it. Yeah, somebody tweeted at us asking about potentially playing tiles at Hard Rock, and I merely liked the tweet instead of, oh, instead you of told actually me, like, responding. that it was going to happen or whatever. Well, and then <laughs> I, I didn't respond because I wanted to talk to you, and then it was like very unclear if the trip it was definitely happening or not, <laughs> or if you would be there on Thursday evening or not. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to like commit to something... And then, it, you know, that was fine. it doesn't happen. So I played, happen. I played tiles myself, so it was good. Except for the lack of drink service. That was bad. Yeah. So apologies for that. Mm -hmm. What did you do after 
tiles at Hard Rock. Bed? I to bed. went to bed. Yeah, no, oh, that's wow. right. I went to Ocean. I stayed up until 2.45 playing slots at Ocean. Nice. Played slots, played video poker. Let me tell you, video poker at Ocean late night, it was hard to get a drink as well. Mm-hmm. Some waitresses, like, hustled by already carrying full trays of drinks and, like, didn't look our way. Finally, we were able to get one's attention to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And if I was smart, I would have just gone to bed at, like, 1.45 instead of ordering a drink. But at that point, I was all mad that I didn't get a drink yet. And I was like, I'm getting a drink. I'm staying up until I get a drink. <laughs> and I don't remember how the gambling went on the video poker. The video poker at Ocean is not very good. Yep. Uh, I did play at the... New sportsbook bar at Ocean for a little bit. It was 8-5 video poker, 8-5 jacks for better, which is That's like what you expect. for the sports bar, I guess. Totally what you expect at the sports bar. The bartender was kind of surly. Mm-hmm. The patrons there were like extremely drunk, which was interesting on a Thursday night. That's like college, man. Drunk people in Ocean were all at the sports book, and it made for an interesting experience of random people coming and talking to me and stuff like that. I like it a lot better than the 1927 video poker bar, but... Uh, I don't know, maybe I just caught the the bartender on a bad night. He did have to mm. deal with some BS at the bar, I have to say, from some from other patrons. <laughs> yep. So I can see where he was coming from. Yep. Then before I went to bed, I went to the Cappuccino, my favorite place in the ocean, the 24-hour coffee shop. Got what they call a mint chocolate chip. That's not a cookie ice cream sandwich. That was closed already. Yeah, it was, it was after like 8 p.m., so it was closed. But the Cappuccino has... What I, I guess there's they're just like a loaf of ice cream, but covered in chocolate, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a thin layer of chocolate. So I got them in chocolate chip. I scarfed it down. It was pretty good. Woke up the next morning with slight regrets, although <laughs> my farts did smell like mint chocolate chip, which is very, <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> it's like oh, I don't feel oh that smells kind of nice. <laughs> Anyways, incredible. I uh, woke up. I think I didn't wake up until like nine. Yeah. So I'm sure you were awake well before me. What were you doing? I woke up at six. That sounds right. <laughs> I mean, I went to bed like 1130 probably. So it was pretty reasonable time. Got out of bed at seven, went down, uh, went to the Dunkin' Donuts in resorts as one has to do. Must do it. It's the only way to start your day. I just played a little bit of slots and video poker. So like the annoying thing about Hard Rock in the morning was... So on their main casino floor, they had literally one craps table open that was like 10 people. So like I could have like wedged myself in if I really wanted to, but I did not want to do that at seven in the morning. Yeah. And there was one blackjack table open that was pretty full. And that is literally what was it. I mean, they might have had like some three card poker or some crap that I didn't want to play. What? The whole benefit of being up at 630 in the morning is you get the tables all to yourself. Right. And I was like, this is bullshit. I'm like, well, whatever. I'll go play some tiles. And all the tiles was closed. I was uh, like, God, God damn it. That sounds right. So that sucked. Did they have pie got poker? Uh, I'm not even sure. I don't think so. I don't. I think it was only Baccarat in the Asia room. Yeah, that's believable. I mean, it was like seven in the morning, so I played a little bit of video poker and or slots, and then I chilled in the room. So it was like pretty unclear what was happening because at some point, maybe at like eight or something, Dave had texted me and is like, "Yo, you playing craps? You want to play craps or whatever?" And I'm like. Yeah, I'm in the casino or whatever. And he's like, well, I might go back to bed or I might play craps. I'll let you know. And then I didn't hear from him for two hours, which I assume meant he went back to bed. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, I ended up getting Starbucks with him. I thought that was before 10. I thought that was like 9 something. It was like 7.30 or 8 maybe that he texted me. But I was already down in the casino at that point. So felt like I was cheating on Dunkin' Donuts at the resorts by going to Starbucks at Ocean. I mean, the Dunkin' Donuts at the resorts is incredible. So 
it's on the app. Like the prices are like fairly reasonable at the Dunkin' Donuts. They're slightly higher than normal, but not exorbitant by any any means. Like an iced tea is like you know four dollars instead of two dollars or whatever. Uh, it's fine. It's not me... like it, the one in Vegas was like seven dollars. Like breakfast sandwiches were ten. So I don't remember what I paid at the Starbucks at Ocean. I don't think it was crazy. Oh, we went to the Starbucks in Hard Rock the night before too. Yeah, we did. I did a lot of Starbucks this trip. No, because I didn't go to the one at Tropicana. Because when I went in the app, I was going to order just a coffee, and it was like eight ninety <laughs> <laughs> for like a coffee with like two pumps of vanilla in it, and I was like, I can't justify that. No, so I went and bought a six dollar Red Bull instead. <laughs> it's like La- the Las Vegas Dunkin' Donuts prices in the in the quad when I went, or the Link, or whatever it is. We did play a little bit. Dave and I played like for a very short time at mm-hmm. Ocean. I did not put my card in because I was like, eh, I don't need to open a day at the Ocean. So we ended up just going down to Trap and meeting you there. I never did get my lucky snake in, which I'm sad about. Big miss on this trip, mm-hmm. especially staying all the way up at Ocean. Like, that's the best thing about staying at Ocean is that you're right next to Lucky Snake. So we went down to Tropicana, gambled a little bit, ended up going to lunch at Tony's Baltimore Grill. Uh-huh. And I think I've been to Tony's Baltimore Grill now three times. The first time was after Beer Fest mm-hmm. when I was, let's say, in a state... Uh, right. any food would have been excellent. Uh-huh. Although apparently not Joe Rock Cafe. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and thought that everything I ate at Tony's Baltimore Grill was absolutely amazing. So then I went again when I was much, much less drunk and I was on my own. And I ordered mm-hmm. a pepperoni pizza and some fries and housed all that food and was like, no, that's pretty good. But I definitely went in thinking, like, this is going to be very disappointing compared to right. my memory. And I had the same thought today. Like, yeah. this is definitely – I'm stone cold sober. I haven't had a single drink. And for me, it was my only my second time after the beer fest. So yeah, it was very good. It was very good. I, I got a pizza. It was called the Judge. It had uh-huh. half sausage, half pepperoni, but then like all peppers. chopped up peppers all over it. So it was like real spicy. It was real. Well, you probably didn't think it was real spicy, but it was spicy. It was real good. It was very good. Excellent pizza. I had a pizza as well. Me and Dave had a pizza. It was good. Yeah, the wings were good. Everything was good. Got a three dollar Coors Light. Mm-hmm. That was good. I had some sort of IPA, which was also good. I was at Trop before we went to Tony's Baltimore Grill. One of my favorite things to do in Caesars, any Caesars property, is to dick around with the uh, drink ordering and see what you can get. The ordering machine is fantastic. It's I love it. The best, it's the best part of, of Caesars properties. My history with Tropicana has been that it takes a very long time to get a drink. Even when you order from the machine, that was not my experience this trip, so I was very happy about that. But I wanted a, a coffee... So I went into the non-alcoholic drinks and I'm like clicking across to coffee and then I see vanilla cappuccino. Like, Mm -hmm. what? Of course I have to order a vanilla cappuccino. Why would I not order that instead of a coffee? And it comes out in a white paper cup with whipped cream on top of it that is as high as the cup. Like it it doubled the height of the cup. It was insane. It was like six inches of whipped cream. And it was delicious. I mean, I'm sure it was straight out of a bottle, heated Uh up, and it tasted very good. Except that it was approximately 10,000 degrees under the right. whipped cream, which the whipped cream is, you know, colder than room temperature. So you don't know what you're getting into. And you've got to tilt it a little bit to get it to get through <laughs> the whipped cream and just burn the absolute <laughs> shit out of my mouth. So that was that was rough. Uh, but otherwise, highly recommend Amazing. the vanilla cappuccino from yeah. the machine. So anyways, Tony Baltimore Grill, good experience. Sad in the dining side. I left again. I, I, I need Tony's Baltimore Grill merch. They have it. I just don't, don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a cl- classic Craig. 
being like, I really need to do this. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah. I'm always rushing around. I'm always trying to get places and do more things. What did we do after that? We just went back to Tropicana, right? Checked into the room. That was good. I know I, I ended up playing like quite a lot of table games all, all afternoon, pretty much, I think. Were you mostly playing in the Asia room or were you in the main casino floor also? So, unfortunately, the tiles table never opened at Tropicana crazy. at all on Friday, uh, which I thought was crazy, too. Uh, we did play quite quite a bit of face-up pie-gal poker, but like I also played quite a lot of Ultimate Texas Hold'em because there was an open $10 table or whatever. Uh, nothing really went well at Trop. I was actually up when I left Hard Rock and very, very much uh, not up at Trop. That sucks. So I pretty much lost at everything. Did literally a crap session where I bought in for $300 and got to see four shooters because I think two people set a point and seven out immediately. One person set a point, rolled one number and seven out. And one person set a point, rolled two numbers and seven out. <laughs> and when I say rolled numbers, like not make their point, like roll anything except a seven or that number. <laughs> it was very, very, very bad. I've had a couple crap sessions like that. And let me tell you, it turned me off from craps a lot. Uh-huh. So I did not play any craps. And I was like, this trip. all right, I guess that's enough craps. I feel like we have to have a little bit of a talk about Tropicana mm-hmm. because I have some complaints. So I really have to say Tropicana, it was much better for me than it, it has been in the past. And I think a lot of it was that I had just come from Hard Rock where the drink service was awful. Drink service was like consistently very, very good there the entire time at any every table at every slot machine. Like drink service was fantastic. Yeah, which is surprising because that has not been my right experience historically at Tropicana. So I thought that was pretty good. I'm always impressed by like the options at Tropicana. Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously the quarter. There's a bunch of shopping. There's a bunch of bars. I think they maybe have one of the most interesting selections of restaurants and bars oh, yeah, of any casino totally. in Atlantic City. They're adding stuff all the time. We went to dinner at Osu, which is a sushi place. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. They've added a place called the Royce Social Hall, and a place called Gin Ricky's in the quarter. I walked by the Gin Ricky's a bunch. It actually seemed always pretty empty, even when all the other restaurants seemed like nuts. So Yeah, neither of those two places looked crowded at all. I guess the Royce is supposed to be, you know, it's got games, like a, games for adults, like shuffleboard and stuff. Um, uh-huh. And it's more of, I guess, sort of like a party atmosphere. And then Gin Ricky's, if you look on the website, it talks about being like a classic cocktail bar but then when you actually look at it it looks like a party place (laughs) like Mm -hmm. from the sign to the live music to everything so i did not try a cocktail there although the cocktail menu is like a bunch of classic cocktails so it sounds like it's right in my wheelhouse but the vibe of the place was less so but interesting that they added those two things oh i forgot to mention that they've added a place at ocean called the soup spot to compete with soup man at resorts (laughs) Indeed. And I guess it made some news because they had the guy who was the no soup for you guy on Seinfeld at the opening. I don't know. Opening a food court place doesn't seem like it warrants that much attention to me. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are mentioning it on the podcast. Yeah. So I like that about Trop, all the interesting restaurants. They have a lot of quick bite options that were still open even after midnight when I went to bed Mm -hmm. on Friday night, which I was really happy about. Like you could still get food. Uh, It wasn't just totally like you can get Mm -hmm. a Hershey bar at the little crappy shop or nothing else and that's it i love that they have at least seven wonder woman machines in there that's right we did play some wonder woman played a lot of wonder woman oh yeah we we and you had some late night wonder woman right yeah uh so i really like that but then there are also like a bunch of things that i did not like about tropicana and i'm not sure that the good outweighed the bad okay uh like first of all obviously we checked into our room and it was like pretty musty in there 
Yeah, it wasn't great. There was like not a great smell or like humid feel in the room. And then we sort of were optimistically thinking that if we just kicked on the air conditioning, it would suck all that out of there. And instead we got back at night and it was significantly worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was worse. It's probably about the same. It was pretty bad. It wasn't great. Like by by the time I woke up in the morning, like I couldn't notice it. But like every time you walk in, you're like, oh, that's not great. You get used to it for a while. Yeah. Though. yeah. But I definitely left thinking like, do I smell like this now? Like, do mm. all my clothes smell like this? Because it just feels like damp and like it's just in the air. Mm-hmm. A consistent complaint about Tropicana is that there's just way too few tables for how many people are there at night, especially on a Friday night. I think, yes, they could open more tables, obviously, and they had a bunch of tables that weren't open, which is a bit a bit strange. I mean, part of it is just, like, there was a ton of people in there on Friday night. Like, it was packed in the casino. It feels like the size of the main casino table game area is not big enough for how many freaking hotel towers they have in the place mm-hmm. now. Like, obviously, they've got the four main towers, north, south, west, and Havana, and then they've added the Chelsea Tower. Like, there are just an absurd mm-hmm. amount of rooms at that hotel. Yep. <laughs> and it's very popular with people with clubs. Like, let me tell you, the line to get into Boogie Nights was massive on it Friday was, It was big when we were at the uh, Wonder Woman machine over there. And then they've got more clubs in the quarter. They've got a bunch of bars everywhere. So it's just, like, a very mm-hmm. popular pr- place. Like, I walked around. I hadn't played a table game yet on Friday night, and I walked around like, oh, I'll go plop down at a table somewhere. Come on, you didn't really think that. <laughs> I thought I'd at least look around. <laughs> and the minimums everywhere were very high, and the tables were all absolutely packed. Like, every mm-hmm. table was packed. So, did not play a table game anywhere on this trip, as I intended. I also wandered over to the 10 North Lounge to go sit there. And the last time I was in Tropicana, 10 North Lounge was absolutely packed. And this time it was, like, very empty, surprisingly, given how crowded everything else was. Mm-hmm. So, I sat down at a machine, put 20 bucks in. Uh, it's... 8-5 video poker, which is not bad, except it's 10 coins for max bet. So, like, mm-hmm. to trigger the full royal flush value, you have to bet 10 coins. It's Everything's the same, except it's $2.50 instead of $1.25. Yeah, I mean, you can bet 5 coins, but you're only getting... You're not getting the Yeah, that's what extra. I thought you were Yeah. Uh, so, I I bet two fifty. Luckily, I hit a flush on my, the only hand I played. And then the bartender very quickly came over, thankfully. Like, oh, great, I'm going to get a drink fast. So I asked him what I could get comped, and he was like, let me see your player's card. And I still have a diamond player's card, but it has the expiration date on it. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can get, you know, pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> and I was like, well, just to be clear, like, that's an expired diamond card. <laughs> that's very smart. Good good move pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what would happen when he, like, put it in the system. He's like, are you playing on someone else's card? And I was like, no, no, I'm just, I'm gold status. And he was like, oh, no, you can't get anything comped. And I was like, wait. Like, I can't get any drink comped pl- sitting here playing video poker. And he was like, no, only platinum and above can get comp drinks at this bar. <laughs> and I said, that's weird. And grabbed my card and uh-huh. a voucher and left and went to the video poker machines by Boogie Nights, uh, which is like not a very nice to play. They've moved all the machines from over sort of by 10 North Lounge in the sports book to Boogie Nights, which is like very bright and just feels like you're in the waiting room for Boogie Nights. So that wasn't a great place to play. I don't really understand this thing, like Hard Rock and Tropicana. I don't know if it's just Friday, Saturday night. I know that that's the case at the Hard Rock Center Bar. But just put it on a ticket system or put it on a light system. I don't care if you make me have to play $50 of coin in or $100 of coin in to get a drink. Just make it possible because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get there. If it's $100 of coin in, that would have only oh, been, yeah. what, 40 bets on that machine? Yep. That doesn't take very long at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a little disappointing that they're going that route and kind of frustrating. So I've not had a good experience at 10 North Lounge yet, and I can't imagine that I'll go back. So 
Mm-hmm. That's that for 10 North Lounge. Also, since I'm gold, ordering through the machine, comp beers, your options are Miller Lite and Bud Light, Draft. I'll generously say it was a 10-ounce draft. My guess is it was probably an 8-ounce draft. <laughs> They're the little, like, classic showboat-style cups. Yeah, it's, just, it's showboat. <laughs> showboat, man. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing, too. It just it feels very cheap, and I think a lot of that has to do with it being the party property. Like, I mm-hmm. definitely think the clientele at Tropicana skews much, much younger than any other casino that I spent any time in in Atlanta Harris, City. Harris, Harris. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, those are the two, I think. That yeah, are, I mean, those are the two that have the big club presence, I think. Maybe Ocean at some level, but yeah. I mentioned the VP, the video poker being moved. Yep. There's also some video poker down by the marketplace over across from Hooters, which weirdly I think is a better place to play than over by Boogie Nights, even though I don't like either of them. <laughs> but I like Tropicana for a lot of things, like for a lot of non-gambling related things, but for most gambling things other than Wonder Woman, I just really don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I know you've, you're also not super high on Tropicana. It grew on me a little bit. I mean, it's still not a great casino or whatever. I had a fine time. I mean, I didn't do well there, but it's not their fault. I mean, we talked a lot about gambling. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe five o'clock at night and I'm just like, okay, am I going to go to the hook or not? I know I've said I definitely want to do it. <laughs> it, was, just it was a lot of heaven and on. Doing my normal indecisive BS. And then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to do it. Quickly mm-hmm. changed clothes, hustled up the boardwalk because at that point it was like six o'clock. Right. And the show started at seven. Bought a ticket at the whatever, saved your 20 bucks. Yeah. So I went to buy a ticket online and it was like, it's 68 bucks, bucks plus $18 in fees or $19 in fees. And I was like, hmm. Well, you suggested, like, just go to the box office and see if they avoid the fees. And you were like, no way, it's going to be the same. No, no fees if you buy it in person. So I went, they gave me a ticket. Uh, I went to the horse dive bar right at the entrance. Let me tell you, excellent, excellent cocktail I had at the horse dive bar. Using proper glassware, actually using ice that's not, like, shitty chipped up ice. (laughs) Stirring the drinks in actual mixing glasses so yeah it was cool to see actually like really well-made cocktails in atlantic city because most places don't do that uh the cocktail was like very very well balanced it was something with suntory and benedictine and sherry it was very good i can't remember what it was called so that was cool like sat there talked to the bartender for a little bit and then it got like super crowded obviously like 20 minutes before showtime as people showed up and went to grab drinks there was a pretty good crowd of people going to this super freako and not going to the show which i thought was mm-hmm. interesting and and promising then we went into the show the show was maybe 40 to 50% capacity which for a friday night is not the greatest it was the early show it was the early show so I would be interested to see what the 9 o'clock show... 7 felt very early. Like, it feels to me like it should be 8 and 10. That is early. Uh, instead of 7 and 9. But it's only like an hour and 15 minute long show. So it's like a pretty quick show. I paid for the cheapest ticket. It was 68 bucks. I go in and they say, oh, we see this is your ticket, but we're going to fill in. So they put me in the second row in the corner, which is like, honestly, as, as good a seat as you can have. <laughs> I mean, there are no bad seats. Everything's very close. But it was a, a very close seat. And my concern about that was having been to Absinthe, that there would be a lot of crowd work. And the crowd work is all basically making fun of you uh, in very crude ways. But there wasn't a lot of that at The Hook, so that was good. I did get a very ripped dude's shirt thrown on me at one point, but otherwise... Good. Service is excellent, by the way. They have, like, you can get food in the show. You can get a pizza. I didn't get a pizza. Uh, some other food items you can get and a, and a nice cocktail menu. Um, 
I got a cocktail that was like gin and some other stuff. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it was fantastic. Maybe the best cocktail I've ever had in Atlantic City. Just like perfectly made, absolutely delicious. So really happy about that. It's sort of weird that the best cocktails in all of AC are like physically in the hook show. <laughs> uh, but it was very, very good. And the show itself, I came away just like buzzing about how good the show was. But for recommending it to other people, like I feel like you have to be in a certain mood and you have to have certain expectations. I posted about how much I loved it on Twitter. And the one response I got was like, couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I went to Absinthe and I did not like this. I thought it was just worse than Absinthe in every single way. I don't really see that. Like I, I thought the first act was the least amazing act. The jokes at the start are like a little obvious. So it starts a little flat in that regard, but it just gets like better and better. The acts get better and better as you would expect. There's a main male host and then there's like a female host. Um, and like their interaction is like a huge part of the joke. I thought she was like absolutely hilarious. I thought some of the acts were amazing. I went into Absinthe and this show and Cirque du Soleil shows. I sort of always have the same feeling going into these things, which is like, I'm in Vegas or East, I mean, in this case, AC, AC has never had a show like this, but like in Vegas, I want to see some shit. Like, I just want to see something weird and out there that you're just like not going to see anywhere else. Like, I don't want to see some normal thing that you'd see on Broadway. I want to see weird stuff. And this had a lot of weird stuff, just like very impressive stuff and i thought it was like really well put together and sort of an ac package that i thought was really cool so like absolutely love the show 100 percent would go again i would take my wife although i'd be like a little nervous about her <laughs> reaction to some of the stuff but i think she would like it too um so i was really happy about it just like that whole experience horse side bar in the hook glad i actually made a decision and went solo uh, so you came back down to Trop. It was like nine o'clock at this point, and uh, we were looking for what to do for dinner, and we went to to Osu. So I have to say, as someone who ate at whatever the previous incarnation of that space was, they literally, in Bart Blatstein style, changed nothing about the <laughs> interior between the two restaurants. Uh, they took away. It used to be a speakeasy. They took away the front entrance, but the inside is literally identical to to what it was before. Uh, you hadn't been there before. The food was very good. I mean, I feel like the menu was also basically the same the food was great though yeah i thought it was good i burned the hell out of my mouth the second time for the day on the little pork heels, i think and mm -hmm. uh but yeah i thought the food was good it was not horribly expensive i don't think no it was pretty reasonable i think if it you was take out the sake i think it was <laughs> it was like three hundred dollars for the four of us and yeah. yeah we got a bottle of sake and yeah i think the sake was you like got a couple dollars of that <laughs> ten ten dollar drinks like ten dollar beers i think it was reasonable I got to use my Diamond Celebration Dinner in the month of August, which is just shockingly early for me, so I was happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, because I was thinking, like, you could use this anytime. You've got so, so much time, not thinking it's already the eighth month of the year. Right. We went out to gamble more. That's when we played uh, Wonder Woman for, like, a couple hours. I did very well at it. Yeah, I, did. I think I only lost, like, 20 or 40 bucks. It wasn't uh -huh. terrible. And I was up a couple hundred or whatever, just getting bonuses just nonstop. Yeah. Although we did get the the amazing moment of me on a max bet getting like a eight dollar bonus or whatever. Yeah, that's great. It was awesome. And then did you go to bed right after that? Yes. When we were done with Wonder Woman, I may have played a little bit, but yeah, pretty much I, I just swung by, talked to Zach and Jeffrey for a bit, and went to bed. It was probably right around midnight. Yeah. I should have just gone to bed at that point mm -hmm. <laughs> because then I ended up going through my whole 10 North lounge, going and playing video poker at a place that wasn't very fun to play video poker and losing money. I think I was like up around 90 bucks before 
that. Like if I had just gone to bed, I would have left the trip up almost $100. And then I just like lost, 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 lost. And <laughs> and then ended up down almost $100, which still, I mean, for a two-night trip, that's basically breaking even. Uh, I had a couple nice wins on the trip. I mean, I mentioned Amazing Money Machine. I did have a major bonus on Wonder Woman, which was... Oh, you did? 120 bucks or whatever? It was like a, yeah, it was 140 and change mm-hmm. on a 50-cent bet, which is like pretty good. <laughs> so I was happy about that. Uh, so that was cool. I had so many dealt four to a royal, three to a royal, and the fourth card that comes out is one of the two cards I need for the royal, two to a royal, and the next two cards that come out are two to the royal. <laughs> so there's so many times where I was like, oh man, it's happening, and it it didn't happen. So, But of course, you know, the whole time I'm thinking like, I can feel it. It's going to happen. Like tonight's, <laughs> tonight's the night I'm getting another royal, and it didn't end up happening, but... uh over that boogie nights spot is not a very fun place to play video poker. And I wish I'd just skipped that part of it and gone to bed earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was definitely sleeping. I think, I feel like I may have like temporarily woke up when you came into the room, but yeah. And then we woke up at, I woke up when your alarm went off at seven fifteen. Yeah. Your, your alarm woke me up for sure. In the morning. Yeah. Sorry about that. Cause I needed to return a rental car. Uh-huh. And let me tell you the blackout curtains at Trop, one thing in favor of Tropicana work incredibly well. It yeah, was I got very, a very dark. Fantastic night of sleep that night. Much better than the night before because I was significantly less drunk than I was the night before. Yeah, I, I did not get a great night of sleep at Ocean, I think, for the same uh-huh. reason. I got an excellent night of sleep at Tropicana, even though it was mm-hmm. only like six hours. And it was like in the musty, humid room. Yeah. Woke up, popped in the shower, and yep. then we went to the Gilchrist. I think we were walking into Gilchrist at 8.05 or something, and I was like, Will we be done with this meal by 8.25? And I think we got out of there at 8.23. Yeah. <laughs> it was 18 minutes at Gilchrist. Food was very good, as always. It reinforced my belief that you're an idiot for thinking that's the better Gilchrist. It's just not. All the food's exactly the same. Yep, the food's identical, which is very good. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like the atmosphere better. Although the booth was, you know, they duct taped together. Like, come on, <laughs> just replace this. Hopped in the car, drove home, no traffic, returned the rental car, walked two and a half miles to my house, trip over. Mm-hmm. You gambled more after Gilchrist, apparently. I did. I I played some really shitty slots for like 30 minutes. You know, it was like on my way out to the garage. I was in the casino garage, which, by the way, like I've been in some bad garages in Atlantic City. That is by far the worst garage in the oh. entire city. The resorts garage is not good. Like the old Hilton garage was terrible. But I think the casino garage at the Tropicana is the worst of all. This is the one that's allegedly diamond only? Yes, it says it's diamond only when you enter, but it is not diamond only. (laughs) It's a bad garage. But yeah, anyway, I was walking through there, like by the Boogie Nights area, and it was like crappy slot machines. And I was like, "Ah, don't mind if I do. So I played a little bit of Wonder Woman, and I played a little bit of some Zeus slot and lost $100 of both. It was like, well, that was a smart idea. (laughs) (laughs) Good way to end the trip. And then I left. Yeah. You you always like to end the trip with a little bit of a bounce back. You got the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts on the trip? Any thoughts about what you want to do differently? I don't think I want to stay at Hard Rock or Trop again. Yeah, okay. But uh, no, I don't. I, I think it was a good trip. I had a I had a really nice time. I mean, I think for me, getting Zach and Jeffrey to come was a big deal because I played quite a lot of table games with them. So that definitely helped quite a bit. But uh, no, it was a great trip. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I you know obviously I really loved that I got to go to the Hook. I was very excited about it. So I'm glad it worked out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's typically more crowded than when I went. Like I said, I had a couple decent slot wins. I didn't end up losing too much money, so that's always good. I had a couple of thoughts. First of all, like I said, I wish I had gone to bed earlier and not stayed up late night gambling. 
mm-hmm. at Tropicana. I also had that experience at Ocean where I was kind of like angrily waiting for a drink and like staying up even later than, than uh-huh. I would have because I was like, I'm getting this drink. And both Friday morning and Saturday morning, Friday morning, I like went and got a coffee and was just sitting at a slot machine, just like looking around the casino. And I was like, this Mm -hmm. is really nice. Like, it's nice just to be like sitting here at whatever, 930 in the morning with not that many people around. And then walking through Tropicana after Gilchrist at 830 or whatever it was again, I was like, oh, this casino is like so much more chill and like interesting looking and, and enjoyable when it's not just totally rammed with people waiting to go to various clubs. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I should just go to bed earlier, wake up at seven. <laughs> and the more I think about it, the more I like that idea. Because for one, you get that experience in the morning of like fewer people in the casino. It's just kind of like chill and you can look around. I always love that in Vegas too, when you're like in the casino in the morning mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is nice. Uh, obviously the table game minimums are lower. So if I am ever going to play a table game again, which is to be determined, like that would be the time to do it. And it would save me from making like a lot of bad drink decisions. <laughs> like I'm going to get this drink no matter what, or, you know, already being five or six drinks in and then just being like, well, I'm at this machine. I've got to order a drink at one thirty in the morning, even though I don't need another one. So I feel like that would make a huge difference just in my overall trip enjoyment. Like I've found myself being like, why aren't you going to bed? You're tired. Just go to bed. Are you even enjoying the gambling anymore? And I'm like, no, I'm in AC. I'm away from the kids. I'm staying up till 2.45. And that's dumb. Unless I'm with my wife, who, after she goes to bed, that's my time. Uh-huh. Then you're going to stay up until 3 in the morning? Absolutely. Just in case we're not clear on that. <laughs> so we'll see if I actually follow through on that. I'm highly yeah. skeptical of my I ability to have any self-control. I used to be, out of all our friends, like the worst by, by far in Atlantic City and Vegas. Like I used to regularly go to bed at 8 or 9 in the morning. I mean, sleep has become a bit of a different thing for me altogether once I've had kids, just because I've had to get up very early for, for quite a while. Like, it's been a while that it's been significantly after midnight that I've gone to bed, which is good, I think. It's like makes it not too, too different from home. I mean, I stay up later for sure, but it's not that much later. Right. Like, I could still go to bed at 1230 and get, you know, seven hours of sleep and wake up at 730. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's still, like, very different than what I'm doing now. So I think that that's what I'm going to try to do next trip. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I go to bed 11, 12, so. I mean, the other thing I had said after our Vegas recap was I was very interested to see if my feelings about Vegas and, like, my urgency to get back to Vegas would change after mm-hmm. our first post-Vegas AC trip. So? I think so. Like, I definitely—I don't know how much of that is just that the hook and the horse dive bar were, like, the most Vegas-like things I've ever done in Atlantic City. But I definitely am now, like, eager to go back to Atlantic City. Like, what I'm thinking about now is not like, oh, when can I go back to Vegas? Like, I really want that, like, Vegas experience. Now it's like, no, I want to go do more AC stuff. I want to go do the stuff that I didn't manage to do this trip in AC. And I want to go do more of, like, go hang out at the horse dive bar, go get a drink from the other takeout window, Cheval de Plonger at the <laughs> on the boardwalk, mm-hmm. and, you know, go play at, at Lucky Snake and all that kind of stuff. So, and even... Like, we didn't get onto Orange Loop at all. We didn't go out to – we haven't been to the Seed in a couple of years now. So, mm-hmm. like, there's just a bunch of things that I want to do, and, and it's good to feel that way, sort of. It's good to feel like there's more stuff that I want to do in a way that, like, obviously everybody feels that way about Vegas, right? Like, you're never going to get in everything you want to do in Vegas. So I'm actually the opposite a little bit, I think. Ooh. 
I mean, AC is great, and and I I love going to AC, but I, like I'm definitely ready to go back to Vegas sometime soon too. I think I, I I've thought more about it. The more I think about it, I'm like realize that like I really messed up my last Vegas trip, and I like I need to fix it. I mean, the big thing is like I am going to stay downtown for several nights next time I go to Vegas, and I think that's going to make a huge difference because like all the things I didn't like about Vegas were basically because I was on the strip. <laughs> crowds it's gonna be even more crowded downtown than it is on the strip in terms of like getting around places <laughs> uh, i don't necessarily think so i think in like east fremont there's like tons of cool places to eat or whatever yeah, and not a lot of crowds true. or if you go to the arts district i think there's tons of cool places to eat and not a lot of crowds and they're both like i mean east fremont is like 100 percent walkable and the arts district i think is also probably pretty walkable during the day so that's it and like the fact i just got a bailer for comps and no resort fees anytime i want at the nugget uh in vegas oh, definitely well. helps that because so thanks to the nugget and ac for that <laughs> and with all the shortcomings of the strip like i do think aria is very nice i would like to stay in the aria property itself because i never have and they just give me tons of comps there too so like those are the two things i want to do in in vegas stay in the aria property itself and and then stay for hopefully a longer period of time downtown yeah i really want to stay downtown next time i go to vegas i agree with that completely mm. i was struck in my first post vegas ac trip by just how easy it is to pop from property to property, like especially mm -hmm. up Ocean Resorts, Hard Rock. Like that felt so easy to get from one property to the other. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Vegas, it's quite quite strip, a haul. Yeah, yeah, even like one strip property to the one that seems right. like it's right next door. Yeah, the only thing that's like it is probably Fremont Street is probably a bit like AC in the ease of getting from property to property. But yeah, I mean maybe yeah, the strip is not like Link Promenade with like. <laughs> Right, I right. Know. I mean, there's a couple exceptions where there are two that are legitimately close to each other, but for the most part, no, they're pretty far apart. Yeah, so so that was interesting. I mean, the other thing I sort of keep thinking about is I want to go to all these other places. I'm never going to do it, but I would love mm. to go to like Reno and Tahoe and, and yep. Blackhawk, Colorado and stuff like that and Biloxi. And mm. I'm skeptical that I'll make these things happen. I mean, Connecticut, I've wanted to go to forever. I think that's very realistic once I get a right. car. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of... It's interesting how quickly like Vegas fell down my pecking order in my desire to do those things. Although I'm sure if you give it six months, I'll be like Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. So what do you, what do you think? When, when's our next big trip to somewhere happening, whether it be AC or Vegas or Philadelphia or, you know, anywhere else? I have no idea. We did Philadelphia last fall, right? We did. Like what? October, November? Yeah, I could see another like late fall, like November, early December thing. Once school starts, it's generally pretty easy for me i think it's just the summer tends to be a bit busy and i know it's even worse for you so i know my my next summer is already filling up i'm like oh my goodness what, what is going I, on i don't understand how that's possible <laughs> yeah there's like as the kids get older there are more kids in the family like both sets of grandparents schedule things mm -hmm. or like want to do things it's a lot all right well anyway i think it was a good ac trip i'm super glad we did it yeah loved it uh, It had a good mix of you know tables slots seeing some new new places we hadn't seen before all right so if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners you can do so at a facebook group facebook.com slash group slash do for a win find all of our great content and probably version 2.0 shirts at do for a win.com uh reach out to craig on twitter at do for a win or me at kyle askin and send craig questions to do for a win at gmail.com how's our inbox same as it always is yeah. two emails that i'll never respond to cool we didn't do always once never tonight so that you know couldn't yeah. get to that any last thoughts on uh our trip or anything else no just that uh, it was a really awesome trip and like I, as much as after last episode i was saying like oh i i really do want to play table games i left like totally satisfied with not playing a single table game yeah yeah i don't think you want to play table games 
I mean, as a, well, seeing the minimums, seeing the table minimums again, it's like I I would play blackjack for ten bucks, but I'm not going to play for twenty five. Well, I think it's usually fifteen most of the time in AC. There was a good amount of fifteen on Thursday night, especially. There was a good amount of fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you just need to come to terms that every time you have the opportunity to play table games, you have extreme aversion to it. So yeah. I think you should just tell yourself that it's not happening. <laughs> I, I do have to say, in your benefit, though, I mean, we were talking about it Friday night or Saturday morning, like you did actually end up gaining more tier credits than me at Caesars for the trip, which I thought was preposterous. But I think it's just because it's like a total crapshoot of how many tier credits you're going to get playing table games. Sometimes it's, like, pretty fair, and sometimes, like, it was this time for me, apparently, like, horrifically unfair, judging by the amount of table games I played. Yeah, I mean, I also think that, in general, like, all the casinos just seem to love slot players more and more as time goes on, <laughs> which is interesting. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what kind of comps I get at the Caesars properties, because I definitely earned yeah. a lot more tier credits than I normally earn. And they're doing now, in all the AC properties this year, the five times earnings so I earned a lot more comp dollars than I normally would earn at Caesars. I'm interested too. to see too. I wonder if you can you could probably get to my level. I would assume, given this trip, like that would be my guess that you would get the same comps as me going forward. Yeah, I would hope. My card rock comps. We'll see what happens. They could get substantially better because I did play quite a bit there as well, uh, both uh, Thursday night and Friday morning. My experience is that Hard Rock is pretty generous with comps, except for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night probably get. Yeah, Sunday night I, can probably I, get... I mean, I've never gotten Friday nights at Hard Rock, so oh, it's probably not even off-season. Yeah, I've I've had pretty good luck getting Fridays off-season at Hard Rock. I think I've gotten like one Saturday ever <laughs> and took them up on it, but yeah, never again. Uh, one other downside for Hard Rock, you pay your parking going in, so there's, unless you have like a, whatever, rec royalty or whatever, like you're not getting out of paying that. That sucks. How much Not like Caesars, 15? Yeah, that's kind of annoying. I do love how easy Caesars makes it to get free parking. Like I had played very for nice. 30 minutes on the yeah. first first day of trap and I had already printed out a, a parking voucher. <laughs> no, I remember those days well from yeah. pre uh pre diamond card. Pre diamond card. Back back to gold. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening and uh we'll hopefully be back with you with a new episode including the data in 2 weeks. It's one thing, it like absolutely sucks to be on the casino floor when it's empty at 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, I never want to be on the casino floor when they're vacuuming.